In the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. I'm Ellie playing Captain Danier Lazani. I'm Kevin playing Ruskell. And I'm Michael with Truco. Wait, what? I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I am your Dungeon Master, Philip. Welcome to the Savage Tales of Iran, the Mourners of Lazar campaign, session 19, season one. Ernesto playing Truco is not with us this evening. Um, and so we will carry on for tonight. Thank you, everybody, for listening and joining us for a campaign for tonight's background question. What is something that you're afraid of and where does that fear come from? And there's a little clarity that was brought up, asked about this question since there was a previous question about asking about your greatest fear. I'm interested in hearing like a little bit more mundane fears and potentially the story behind it for your character or like the personality behind your character that that fear is speaking to. Well, everyone seems to think they're cute. Everyone seems to think they're perfectly normal. Hell, you walk into any gold dragon inn, you'll find you can count on three things. A cleansing stone, a decent meal, and a blink dog in the corner looking at you funny. Those, those things freak me out. You know, like back back when I was growing up on the farm, you know, we had we had wolves in the area and if I had to be out after dark, whether I was walking home from somewhere, or if I had to go out to the to the coop for something or check on the goats or whatever, I'd hear those wolves start to howl from you know one direction then another, calling to each other, coming to surround me in the dark. You'll never you'll never see those wolves coming until they're right there. And, you know, we, yeah, we lost animals. You know, we lost chickens. We lost a goat one time. Just that these attacks coming out of nowhere. And then during the war, it was the same story. There was this, there was this one night. I must have been around 991. Yeah. Camp got... Camp got ambushed at night. It was a small strike force just hitting Officer's Row to try to disrupt things as much as possible. There weren't a lot of tents on Officer's Row. It was the captain, Lieutenant Peretti, Lieutenant Owen, and Maz. And, well, him and I shared a tent. And in the middle of the night, never heard them coming. I, uh, I took a good stabbing to my gut in that one. And then, of course... Three years later, well, none of us saw saw coming what killed Moss. And then, hell, you even go further back than that. If you can't see something coming, how can you stop it? How can you how can you reason with it? This is just like 
This is just like all those traitors and murderers who turned on Queen Michonne. She never saw it coming. You know, no one ever saw Lesh Haruk and his joke of what counts as honor coming to murder my people and steal our land when everyone else was already turning on us. They, they just up and did it, pretended to be allies right up until the minute. And that's why I always keep my word and I don't strike from the shadows. When I come for you, you'll know it was me and you'll know I was coming. So uh, moral of the story is I don't need that shit at an inn. So let's try to avoid Galanda establishments as much as possible, fellas, because blink dogs are friggin' creepy. We can try and do that. I don't I don't know if there's a whole lot of gold dragon inns out here in the principalities, but we can do that. As for me, I'm afraid of losing my memory or having it altered. When I got out of the Karn POW camp and was heading towards Lazar with a friend I made there, we came across a small rural town along the eastern border and put up for night in a kind old war widow's parlor. There's a, a man there, uh, gave off real eerie vibe. Woman of the house, she cared for him. And the whole time he just stared into middle distance, didn't say much. Next morning, I pulled the widow aside and, and asked about him. She said he was a vet, rolled into town on the back of a cart one day, barely clinging to life. And if she didn't do anything in the next bit, well, <laughs> the necromancer certainly would. And when he finally got his strength and his voice back, they asked him all kinds of questions about who he was and what he was doing. And it's like there was nothing up there. He knew nothing about the war or how he wound up there. Didn't even know his own name. So I asked if he had any papers with him. She brought me upstairs to where his military uniform was hanging in the closet. Everything he arrived with. It was a Siren Sky Knight's jacket. Order of the Silver Arch. B-Flight, Lieutenant Commander Barad Venez, shot down by anti-air staves over the Shadowmount Forest north of Volyar winter back at 80, 1980, or 985. The widow explained he was a nice enough man, helped out when he had the strength and the mind to. They didn't have a reason to hand him over to the military, not like he could give him anything. And I got the sense that these rural folk didn't care much for crowns and badges and rank I guess that a lot of rural folk have that in common but any attempt to confront him about his past brought out this pain in him and after the morning she simply stopped trying I don't know what in Kyber I was supposed to do it's not like I had the money to send him to a Jurasco clinic for restoration like the lady said he's decent enough long as he didn't bring up the war so, <laughs> sovereigns and six. I, in some ways, maybe he's better off not knowing what he's lost. But to just up and forget, to not care. Uh, that's the funny thing about memory loss, though. You, you don't know you have it, right? Isn't that how it works? But we had to mosey after breakfast. Didn't want to stay in the area too long. But I just remember that look in, in Barad's eyes. Like he can see and hear and think and do all the things you or I can do just as well, but that sort of glass wall twixt him and the world. That haunts me a bit. Memory is a fickle thing. 
takes what you least expect it to. You grow older and... The time that you enjoyed that bright sunny morning with your child and then what was he doing during that time? You just can't remember it anymore. And you would think that when the more important things, the, the events and the names and the people that you've met and the places you've gone stay with you, you'd be happy with that. But when those small things go, that's the real tragedy. Well, <clears throat> for myself, uh, it was it was the Bay of Arula in the Science Sea and... My crew and I, we had been part of the blockade and trying to cut off the supply routes to Rain's spearhead into Breland. And with any of these longer campaigns, there's a whole lot of waiting and not very much action. You're just staying in one place and providing a threat. And there's a lot of time that passes by and time can be a hazard out on the sea. There's many in... Years gone by would have told you with the scurvy before it became at least relatively widespread knowledge around the five nations that proper nutrition and hygiene would help against such things. But it was out there on the sea that we came into something else, and it was, I may have mentioned it before, the bilge rot. And that thing was treacherous. And it was terrifying as a captain to have to deal with your crew too tired to move, teeth falling out, gums swollen, sore, and bleeding black, refusing hardtack from the pain of eating they were. So when it came, I had my crew toss any of the root and the fungal spirits that we were carrying and so that we wouldn't wind up like Golkorin's crew in the old tales. Well, my quartermaster didn't like that very much, but I was damned if we were gonna not make those infections stimmy. And for a time, it seemed to work. Or so we thought. A week later, and with hindsight, it just seemed that we had had a, a stroke of fortune, and getting rid of the ale hadn't been much of an help at all. So the sailors took to what they could. We used to joke morbidly that the whole crew had received a whipping from Doldorn's cat, the bruising on their legs. Some took the, the sovereigns praying. Some cursed the dwarves' long forgotten enemies or not so forgotten in the hearts of some. The Karns, thinking Bilge had, had some necromantic component to it. And that's the idea that I hold to. I think those trains had something to do with it. After all, isn't healing magic just one side of the coin to necromancy? Uh, it's strange that I've never seen it out here in the Principalities, but woe be to us all if the bilge rod ever reaches us. Thank you, everyone. <clears throat> I'll we'll have adventure cards. I got to ask, who's handling a uh, recap this week? Is that you, that's, Russ? That, that's me tonight, yep. I don't know what you're expecting from me. I was in the bilge the entire time. I don't know Drek. <laughs> it's, 
Did you catch a couple rats for breakfast? If our rations run thin, we can use them. <laughs> Did you stave off the bill draught? I guess we're about to find out, aren't we? But, but anyways, here's what I know. Mutiny's done and dusted. Majestic Griffin's ours by force. Again. Lagras survived her hit to the head somehow. Torland decides not to have her join Nor- Narwhal and Devourer's embrace just yet. Slippery Sill remains indignant. She's chained to the mast till her wits come about. And Scourge is missing. Oh, and there's a mighty storm right on top of us. Dana starts barking orders to everyone that's left, and she notices the ship's tiller's not giving the rudder the pull all, all the pull it should be, which might be worth investigating. I'm tasked with making sure the crew's tied off. Rogue Wave could send any of us over the board like Gifford Tibbs back on the Storm Reaver. Goes well till Scrimshaw shoves back, calling me soft. Can't blame her, pirate style and all. A wave hits us right then, and I go up against the gunnel in a rough way. Knocks the wind right out of me. Still feeling it, if I'm being honest. It hurts real bad. With the crew tied off, Captain needs someone pumping water from the bilges. Well, I've got some practice down there, and no one else can be spared, so down I go once more. I might have magic, but I'm still just one man. I can't lower the water levels, but I can at least keep it from getting worse. Back on the deck, though... Dana and the rest don't just have a storm to reckon with. Call goes up, borders off the port side, and a whole lot of ugly comes over the gunnel. Whatever they are, they ain't human and they ain't here to parlay, so it's up to the crew to fight back. And when they do, with harpoons and knives and conic bar trying to swing from the ropes like he's a swashbuckler from Matreska the Wandering Merchant Adventure, he's going to get himself killed one of these days. But not today, apparently. Well, at least not yet. No deaths, no major injuries as the crew cleans the deck of the fishy, tentacled invaders. It's no time to celebrate, though. There's some cliffs that have been getting a lot closer this whole time, and by a flash of lightning, they ain't too far off no more. And just as that gets a chance to register, Griffin gets caught up on something and we've stopped moving. Now I'm still down in the bilges. The others are on the deck, right where they ended the fight. That's about where we left off. Thank you for that. I th- think we'll start real quick as continuation from last session. Russ, down in the bilges, you are working the bilges quite over time, keeping an eye out the whole time for Scourge, trying to make sure he doesn't ambush you in case he's down here. There you uh, say I'm working really- them diligently? Yeah, you were. <laughs> and then... While you're there, there's suddenly at some point, the ship lurches, especially since you're really down at the bottom of the hole, um, close to the heel. You can hear the heel starting to crash against something. And then the ship lurches quite a bit. And from where you're at in the bow, you see a number of the planks around the keel and stuff like that. You can see them like lurch and move. And you just hear this horrible, grinding of wood on stone or or some sort of hard material that's not supposed to happen and you are thrown off balance tumble down into the water get up the your lanterns are there they're just swinging up from because if i remember correctly you had them had a couple hung up i think we said because of a exceptionally good notice roll <laughs> and so they're just like swinging back and forth and you just 
come up sopping, and you can definitely feel that the ship has stopped moving and it's run aground of something. Well, it's a good thing I left my jacket upstairs. The thing's already overdue for a clean and amending anyways. We have to assess damage to the hull. Check and make sure there's no leaks that's going to put us under if we start moving again. Okay. Give me a... You could either give me a, a boating roll, which will give you some real light general information, or a repair roll to really try and assess stuff in a much more specific manner. Well, I am not trained in repair, so we're going to go with okay. boating. It's an ace on the D4. Even after a minus one, that's a five, and I'll hold on to that. So you, you've got, things are well lit down here. And you kind of saw where a lot of the content, and in this sense, you were rather lucky being like right next to where collisions and stuff like that happen. So you're you're probably much more aware of where to look and, and kind of what to look for than you might be otherwise. And you can see, well, and give me a give me a notice roll as well. That's a four after the minus one, and I'll hold it. Yeah, you could also tell when the collision happened, when it started running aground, the ship was lurching enough. You heard a lot of like the cargo and stuff like that above you really begin to shift. Um, some things probably broke loose above you as well. But certainly down here in the bilges, you can see that there's some serious damage to some of the planks on the outside. And there is some water seeping in so the griffin is taking on some water you don't you don't believe that there's any immediate risk of sinking soon or quickly right but this is serious enough damage that to get going it's gonna need to get repaired if you guys are to make it anywhere all right then i think i think at this point we have to get back up to the deck we need to do a damage report to the captain. We're going to swing by the, the cargo hold, make sure uh, nobody got trapped in between any of the the cargo. Somebody might have been down in the cargo hold. I doubt it, but a quick glance at least before we head up to top deck. Okay. Give me another nose check. Sure. Well, we'll this include both the weapons deck and the cargo deck since you're walking through both of them to yeah. get to the... It's a six. We'll hold that. Six of so the cargo deck. Most of the cargo that... It's very limited cargo in here, right? Because the Griffin was plundered. There's just some initial stores to get going on the ship. The ties that's held it down, most of them are free. And so there's stuff kind of scattered all over the cargo deck. It doesn't look like anything serious necessarily. And on your way up to the weapons deck, you do take note that you do find concerning most of your, pretty much all of your fresh water stores are up on the weapons deck and close, closer to the galley rather than down in the cargo hold. And the webbing that held those down broke apart and the casks that held most of your fresh water, most all of them, they kind of rolled around, got broken and damaged and the water for the most part has emptied out of the casks, the fresh water stores. All right, we're gonna head up to the quarter deck. Okay. Barring any interference, we're going to make a damage report. Is is Dana accessible right now? So, uh, well, um, we will f find out in a quick moment. 
Okay. All right. So, combat just finished up. Those six creatures came up on the deck. You all attacked them, defeated them, made short order of them overall. The whole crew up on the top deck. Then right after that, you could tell y'all run a, the Griffin ran aground. It did stop. You're right next to some island. The storm is, it's still raining a little bit. The storm's starting to dissipate a bit. Well, the fierceness of the storm is disappointing, dissipating. So it's mostly now just kind of, it's just rain that's coming down, right? Was there anything at all, all of you up on the top side of the deck was immediately interested in doing or planning on taking care of? Uh, yeah, so concurrently, right, while Russ is experiencing all this in the bilge, um, after after we come to a stop, my first reaction is a uh, Torlin do a head count check for injuries. Find Miss Quinn. I'm already on it. Get keep everyone together topside. I'm going down to to inspect the damage. More is still beside me. Yeah. What was that? Moira is still beside me at the wheel, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah, she was the last, she was last at the wheel, I believe, yes. Or was it, uh, not Moira, wasn't it, uh, Serena? Was she the one who grabbed the wheel? We'll say it's Moira, so. Orlin, do a head count check for injuries. Have Miss Quinn tend to them. I'm going down below to it to assess our damage. Moira, you're with me. She goes, I, and as you start going downstairs, she, she goes, I, I do know the ship well. I used to be the, the master carpenter on the ship, or I was the master carpenter on the ship before the Cloud Reavers took it. That's good news. I, we, we already needed, we already needed a carpenter before running aground. We're definitely gonna need one now. So let's go. Tell me how bad it is. Tell me what you need to fix it. Let's, I'll come with you. Okay. And so um, I'm, I'm assuming I will, I would run into Russ on the way down. Yeah. Give me a, give me a notice check. Notice check. Well, that's a critical failure. There you go, Kevin. I took one for you. You were so worried about your I selfie. Was, I was. Dice left, right, I, I'm still gonna get it. It's gonna happen this session. Just you wait. No, no. I took I took one for the for the Wonder Twins. Just watch my next roll. My next roll. Just watch. Statistical <laughs> anomaly. Well, that would be the the full extent of of the twinning. Yes. Anyways, what happens, Phil? So we'll say, going down from the main deck. I mean, you go into the galley first. Are you you intend on checking like the whole ship, right? I mean, I'm start. I my intention is to start from the bottom and work my way up. Like, just kind of ig currently ignore the the upper decks and just get down get down to the bilge, get down low, work my way up. <clears throat> okay. Well, we'll we'll see. This happens. First of all, it happens is on your way down the stairs from the main deck to the galley. You lose your footing and just, just the total classic, like just right down the steps, it's down to the bottom. A thing. Am I like fucking claptrap now? <laughs> <laughs> Are 
don't know. And we'll say just for funsies, right? Especially because you got the crit fail, that just as Russ is coming up the port side ladder to the weapons deck, you're going down the starboard side ladder to the to the cargo hold. So you just you just don't even notice them and just completely miss them. And you end up climbing down to into the bilges and Russ is not in the bilges at all. Um, Russ? Russ is on the quarter deck like, where's the captain? Pretty much. He might have been injured and fallen into the water. Moira, start doing a sweep from your end. I'll start from mine. Okay. You two, I would assume both of you have the lanterns down there. Um, and she's checking for damage. You can make a, again, a repair roll or a Hey, look at that. A repair roll or a boating roll. Dan, Dana doesn't know how to fix the ship. She just knows how to run it. So that's a boating roll. Sure. That's an ace on the wild die for a nine. So both of you canvas up and down the bilges. You don't, you don't see any sign of Ross. One way or the other. No signs of conflict or struggle or anything like that. You're also checking the ship. There's there is some definite buckling and damaging to the damage to the planks on the bow of the ship. It's run aground to something hard. The ship is in no immediate danger of sinking. However, without it getting repaired, you will probably sink en route to any any place. You you suspect the damage is probably significant enough that like barring finding any planks and working all the plank work on this island, probably the most expedient way to deal with things is to start taking across, taking apart the main deck for planks to repair the ship. All right, I and I'd assume that would be also something narrative that Moira would also be telling me at, since she's the master carpenter. And can we narratively say that that information sure. is also coming you know, coming from her? Right. All right. I just assume with a raise like that, that yeah. you know, maybe you've had some sort of experience with that's, this in the that's past. True. That's true. It may not true. be a specialty you know, or anything can, like that. You I just, can impress the carpenter with me being a, a somewhat competent captain. Yes, let, let's give myself that win. All right. Moira, continue walking the I'll ship. I'll give you a penny for that. Moira, continue walking the ship. Take a tally of what you need. Take, take a tally of who you'll need to help you with it. I need to get back up on deck. Wait. Understood. Hang on. Wait. Don't. Come with me first. I I can't leave anyone alone down here just yet. Come back to the deck with me. We're going to get you. Uh, we're going to get you. You see her at that moment. She kind of like looks over her shoulder too. And she's looking around. She's like, a scourge is unaccounted for, huh? He is. So come back up with me. Let's get you a buddy. Then you can get to work. So you're heading straight up, back up to the main deck? Heading back up to the main deck with Moira to find what has transpired in my absence. Okay. All right, Torlin. Um, oh, yes. Well, I'm going so around and uh, I'm directing everybody and, and Truco comes over and he's like, ah, I saw that goddaughter of yours slip down the stairs. You should have given that advice to her yesterday. Slippery when wet. Uh, and then he sets about... Wow, rude, Truco. I'm going to have words with Ernesto about this. He's going to set about... 
fishing through some of the corpses. Um, Thorland's checking with the others, but he's also now taking a moment as he is settling down from his his battle frenzy and trying to recognize what the hell it is that we have been fighting there and maybe talking amongst some of the other crew to see if if they have any idea about that either sure give me a you can either give me an arcana roll or a common knowledge roll minus two straight Um, arcana or common knowledge minus two is arcana a default skill it is not okay so he's untrained in that. He's going to rely on his knowledge of folklore. And uh, hopefully he knows something. So that's a one there. It looks like, oh yeah, oh. Torrin's got a wound. So I'll spend a Benny. No, that's the correct roll. That's the correct amount. Oh, you forgot the minus two. Okay, got it. I will spend another Benny. That was a, a one. That's a two. Uh, well, uh, hold it there. I didn't roll, but you did ask us if anybody else knows. You'll get some support around that so that yes, uh, please. four will work. So talking with, gosh, who's on the crew now again? Fish Guts and Unao looking at them, investigating them. These are Grindelows. They... They're not super common, but they are a known underwater species. They have been empire and stuff like that. They're considered, they feast on flesh. They often, they've been known to attack ships in the past and grab sailors and captives for food. Common Loris says they're, they're looked at as like a cross between an octopus and a goblin. And they are considered quite savage. Hmm. So this is something I'm hearing from one of the other crew, or is it coming from my own story? Yeah, it's coming from, story. from Fish Guts and Unalu as they're, you know, as you start taking stock of the, peop- of the people on the ship, before you get finished, you see them standing together talking about it. Fish Guts has seen a Grindelow before, and Unalu's heard about them as well. And they're, and they're, they're swapping some pirate tales about them. Or some seafaring tales, I should say, rather than just pirate tales. Ah, I know now uh, any of these creatures that are... Uh, well, obviously they're aggressive, but... <clears throat> they showed up with the storm and all of that, and... Are they known to be in certain waters, certain areas? Does anybody of us actually know where the ship is headed right now? You know, it's only been a moment since the mutiny. I manage the ship is gone wherever the storm took us. Is what Fish Guts pipes up with. <clears throat> you recognize this rock that we're on? Do we see a, a landmass? Uh, you, you're definitely next to an island. It's not a huge island. You're kind of at the tip of it. From where you're sitting, uh, you're on the north side of the island. So as you're facing it, off to the left a little bit there's a, a big not a super tall but there's a big rock outcropping this fist that comes up at the very edge of the island and then it goes down a little bit into a bit of a saddle that there's seems to be a bunch of jungle and then it rises up into a big ridge that goes off uh into the distance towards the south the islands 
few square miles, but your vision is certainly blocked from the entirety of the island based on the saddle and the two, the ridge and the rocky outcropping. Can't really see anything beyond that. And as you continue looking around, all the crew is accounted for except Sandara and Scrimshaw. When was the last time anybody saw those two? Um, and I think we'd be at, we'd say probably about this point, Russ comes on up. And nobody really has like any sort of definite answer. They're just like, I, they were they were both stationed on the deck, tied in. At one point, somebody saw them, you know, never made them any mind necessarily. And it's only, it's actually only kind of now that anybody's actually noticing that they're gone, right? Because the storm was that fierce and everybody was working that hard, little focus. So nobody can like point out when they didn't see him anymore or anything like that. Rusko? Where's the captain? We got a damage report. She went down to find you and look herself. Ah, oh, Kyber. She must have gone down the other ladder. <sighs> down the stairs, it seems. Oh, was that that noise that I heard? <laughs> Truco's looking over with a, a wild grin. I heard something on my way up here. I, I just Look, figured we, we it better was go more shifting her. cargo. And the rest of you, if you're able-bodied and not wounded, fan out and look for Sandara and Scrimshaw. Wait, what was that about Sandara and Scrimshaw? They're missing. Kyber. All right. Well, ship's not sinking, so we've got the time and we've got the space to do a, a man search. Let's go looking for him. So you can give me uh, notice checks to search for them. Are you helping each other or are you doing separate checks? How are you doing this? Uh, yeah, let's let's have Torlin go with Ruskill and Torlin will assist. I will not be able to roll at the moment because Foundry is not letting me load in after I've refreshed the forge anyways. Looks like you're coming in. It's just taking a little time. So... Sandara has to have some magical focus to channel her divine powers, theoretically, right? No. Would it, oh, okay. it would be a holy symbol, which would not necessarily be inherently magic. It could be. Okay. I was wondering if I could um, ping for detect magic items. We will, we will say, since it didn't come up later on until the campaign, I mean, maybe you swept her one point. You did notice at one point in time that her tricorn was magical. You just tend to be a private person. You never asked her about it. But however, sweeping for that, it's not a very far range. Right. And it's something that you kind of need to focus on, so you need to be able to see it. So focusing it on in that way to find something, the basic detecting magic that comes with the arcane background wouldn't help you with. Detecting our, the power detect arcana would. All right. Um, I'm going to spend a Benny on that, because that's a one. Well, it, I was going to say before you do, you were getting a oh. plus one from Conic Bar. Are you back in, Torlin? Uh, yes. Yeah, go ahead and give a notice roll. Either way, a one, a one plus one was still going to be a two, so I was still going to Benny that. that was... That's a that's nine, yep. Plus two. Uh, you spent the Benny, but that's good enough for a raise then. Yeah, I'll take the raise. 
So that would have been two from Torlin, one from Connacar. Crimson Cog is helping you out, but not well enough. Good for a raise. Torlin needs a yeah, that'd be nine. for his good wound. For, <laughs> good for a raise. See, you see these creatures on the deck for the first time. They're still there. Nothing has been done yet to take care of them. Even though the deck is wet, you see little traces of the snail slime, the little rainbow slime thing you'll see on the snail trail. They leave trail with their tentacles, a little bit of a trail like that. And actually, they came over starboard side? Port, if I remember They came correctly. over the port, sorry. So you actually notice on the starboard side, you do catch some tracks like that. You would have to give me a survival roll to tell anything more about the tracks, but you do notice the tracks. You notice a couple of the tie-in lines that people were using have been frayed and cut in a couple different spots. They're still attached to the chip ship. And you do also notice tucked off into the corner down on the main deck, Sandara's holy symbol to our way. We're certainly going to scoop that up. Yeah, let's take a closer look. You said it was survival? Survival to tell you more potentially about those tracks, if anybody wants to roll survival. Yeah, um, trained in that. You are trained in that? So anybody who's not skilled, if you want to help him with that, I'll allow one notice roll, unless you have survival. Oh, there it is. Call it. Yes, twins. Uh, uh, yeah, where where is Dana at this point in time? That was that was the complimentary critical fail that just happened, by the way. Huh. Yeah. I don't have survival. What a good soldier I am. <clears throat> Must have been one of those things I forgot. Yeah, I'm just I'm waiting for, for Dana to be narrated back on deck to get in the Well sure, about the I'd say about this time Dana comes back up. Uh, let's say for the sake of expediency that I that I asked for a report, I was told two people are missing and I will I will check people for injuries after I do. There's just, no injuries. Everybody's fine. Let's just focus. Fine. You would also, I assume part of the damage report, Russ, would also tell you that uh, aside from maybe a yeah, aside from maybe a half a barrel, you all are out of fresh water. Would, uh, Did some of them, I mean, things spill and tip over. Sometimes a little bit of it's recoverable. Perhaps we send some down to check on that. Might keep we, us for a day or two. Fish got step head down to the galley, see where we're at in terms of stores. Would it be unreasonable for Dana to notice that Torlin is in fact injured, in spite of his insistence that he is not? Where's the injury to? You did take a wound. Yeah, but I mean, that's a mechanical thing. What's it actually look like? Oh, that's true. It's never established. They were using spears, so it would have been some sort of cut or stab. Probably is likely how you were hurt. Torlin's hiding it. I would say, yeah, you can give me a notice roll. I'd probably say minus three. Minus three to see if Torlin's a big, dirty liar. Okay. Come I mean, on. Torlin just... Probably hardly even notices it right now. He just came off of his berserk. Then why is he trying to deliberately hide it if he doesn't know it's there? Uh, Pick one. He's standing up <laughs> sturdy and straight. Well, I, I we don't know where the wound is, so 
Unless we have an accurate description, I couldn't really say. Anyways, I got an 8 on the survival, and let's do this notice roll. That is a dirty one. Let's let's spend a Benny on it. And incidentally, before you spend the Benny, yeah. I'm giving you a minus 3 because Torlin said there are no injuries. There's a whole lot going on right now. And I have a hard time believing that Dana would be specifically looking at Torlin to see if he is injured as That's opposed fair. to the rest of the that's why I gave you a minus three. Eh, that's it seems, out, it seems out of place that you would specifically call out one person on your crew to check to see if they were injured and lying to you. All right, let's let sit then. Uh, so with that eight on survival, what's the scoop? You're not real trained in it, but you do notice, especially with them, with Russ and uh, Torlink pointing out the slime trails, you compare them to the six that came over um, and your best guess, especially since you're not trained in survival, that's what this is, is the best guess, is there probably was two Grindylows that came up over the starboard side. Okay, so I'm not getting anything new from from this check of versus what Russ got? No, just that check was just to determine like number and all that stuff. All right. Told her to tie off. I told her. Stupid pirate pride. No, this is my fault. I should. I let my. I should have been paying more attention to my surroundings. Now I should have cuffed Scrimshaw. It's no one. It's. Stop that. It's no one's fault. Torlin, do you know anything about these creatures who attacked us? Do you know if they'd have dragged people down under the water? Would they have gone for land? You'd have to ask uh, Unao and. Actually, hey. Udao, come over here. Hey, comes on over. Quick out-of-character question. So, as a reminder, did Torlin know where the ship was heading or have some idea oh, right. I There is something that? I plan to, to do to try to help with that. Because um. he was tied up to the mast, and I remember checks being made, notice checks all around, but I, I have no idea who's got what info, so... My intention when I have, when I actually have a moment, is to go to the captain's cabin and check the captain's charts, which would be in the captain's cabin, and see if I can glean anything from them. Good idea. But that's later. That's a few steps removed from where we're currently at. Well, I was going to say that because I know uh, Torlin asked about that earlier about where you were at. Yeah. Other than, I, I think I already gave you, Torlin, that you guys were heading south, and you could tell that you were, the ship was clearly not heading towards Port Correct, Port Cres, right? Right. Heading in a direction that you, you think was towards uh, Tidewater Rock. Yeah. However, the storm took you, and it controlled where the ship went. So at this point, where you guys are is anybody's guess, unless you actually spend a little bit of time checking some maps, you know, using if if there's any navigational tools here, checking them and stuff like that to get more bearings. And hopefully, you know, if the storm lightens up a bit, see any other additional possible landmarks besides this island. So Torlin engages Unau the other day when, uh, yesterday actually, when, wait, no, it wasn't, I wasn't in that conversation, was I? So someone was talking to Unau about a mutiny about, and he said something about Tidewater Rock and mentioned something along the lines of 
Sure sails await whoever captures Tidewater Rock. Yeah, he did say that. I think I don't you think were Torlin already chained up by that yeah. point, though. Anyways, now, what do you know about the creatures who attacked us? Would they drag someone underwater? Would they go for land? I don't know uh, a whole lot about them, Kevin. I mean, I mean, just experienced before. I mean, they've uh, I've been on a ship before that they've attacked. You know, these stories I've heard, they seem to like flesh. What were they? It's possible they're here on the island, but I don't know anything about them in particular. Okay. <clears throat> we need, we've got a lot of things going on, people, and we need to set order and people to do them in. Torlin, have every have everyone back up on deck. I need to address the crew. Pretty much everybody is up on the main deck at this point. All right. Russ was Moira. the only one down All below right. decks. And you haven't set Moira back yet, so she's yeah. still here. Some of them may have went searching, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you sent, like, people to kind yeah. of disperse and search, okay. I want everyone yeah. gathered sure. back. Sure, after, after a few moments, everybody's everybody's back on deck. All right, first I want Moira's... All right, Moira had a basic report of... I assume the same thing Russ said, that there's... There's damage to the there's damage to the hull. We'll need to gut some of the top deck to fix it. Not in immediate danger. Freshwater stores are are wrecked. Okay. Okay, people, listen up. Here's the situation. There's there's damage to the hull. We're taking on water, but we're not in immediate danger. Moira knows she can she can fix it, but she's going to need help. Moira, how many ma- how many carpenters' mates do you need? As many as as many as you can spare. What I'd figure out what you need everybody else for, and then uh, leave the rest with me. Good, we'll do that. Next order of business. It'll, it, given the damage that I saw, I would I would probably say we're looking at least at, at least at a day's work or day and a half's work before we can get. The, Seaworthy again. That's fine. Do it. Tell me what you need to do. What you need to do this job, and you'll have it. All right. We have we have two people missing, two friendlies missing, and one enemy unaccounted for. Scourge is still, to the best of our knowledge, loose on this ship somewhere. Sandara Quinn and Tamroth Scrimshaw are missing. We need. I'm going to need people to find Scourge. And some of us are going to have to go search for Miss Quinn and for Scrimshaw. And we need to go to that island anyways, because we need to refill on fresh water to get anywhere just as much as we need to fix this ship. It's, I know it's a tall order, but you all made it through this storm. Some of you made it through much worse with me on the Storm Reaver. So. A reddick pipes up and she goes, yeah, that makes sense. She looks at you and goes, two aboard, why not leave them? Sorry, what was that? We're missing two crew members, why not just leave them? Because, because my name is not Mika Rockface. we got to spend the day doing ship repairs anyways. We're going to be here anyways. In case it is in question, my name is Danier Lazani, and I'm the captain of this ship. I'm going to get you to port, and I'm going to get everyone 
who is sailing and part of this crew to port, and that includes Sundar Quinn and your former crewmate, Aretta, Tamroth Scrimshaw. Now, th- I'm asking for the, I'm going to ask for this role towards Aretta because you're addressing her. How you said it, I think, could go either way, depending on the flavor of how you're addressing Aretta. You can either make an intimidation role or persuasion role. Um, and I'm not thinking intimidation in the sense of you're bullying her or anything like that. You're just being very firm and direct. Yeah, like, depends how, depends what you consider that take charge assertiveness. Like, I'm I'm not trying. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah. It's your um, choice. You can either you can either make a, an intimidation role or persuasion role. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling her. I'm not asking, so it's intimidation. Here we go. That is a an ace on the D8 for an 11. I'll hold with that. <clears throat> it's very appropriate for dealing with the hobgoblin. She's a half And she just really... She 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 nods at you approvingly when you, when you say that to her. Now, when we get back to port... Anyone who doesn't want to sail with me will be free to do so. No questions asked. But until we get back to port, you are part of this crew. You have responsibility to each other. You have responsibility to me. I have responsibility to you. And that's not up for debate. So we need to make sure our own ship is safe before we head off to the island to look for Miss Quinn, for Scrimshaw, and for water, I need I need two volunteers to come with me to sweep the ship for Scourge. Mr. Valeri, I want you to lead a party to the island. Mr. Ruskal. Ruskal. Me. Oh, okay. Ruskal. Yeah. Ruskal or Ruskal? It's Ruskal. Gotcha. It's not like Ruski. <laughs> no, it is not mm. like Ruski. Take who you need to go to the island with you. And I'll start by asking for volunteers to go find Scourge. I'm not going to. Well, I have an idea who volunteers to that. What's that? Truco. (laughs) Truco's not here, man. You can't start. You can't keep volunteering him for stuff. I'm just saying, that's what I'm thinking the character would do. Y'all don't have to do anything with it. That tracks. He he wants to kill Scourge, so... Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure am he... I going to have the equivalent of actually having him with me? Yeah, sure. Who's going to run Truco? <laughs> I'll do it. We'll, we'll jump that hurdle when we get yeah. to it. All right, so... And also, unless you intend otherwise, like all the stuff you're saying doesn't necessarily need to happen at the same time. Yeah, no, it doesn't necessarily mean it all happens at the same time. But yeah, like you can search for Scourge first and then have a party go off. That is that is my intent. Yeah, that we that we secure the ship. So actually, in that case, I'll walk it back a bit and say, because this is a pretty large ship, right? What this is this is three master? What's like a sixty foot ship? Uh, it's a galleon. So I mean, it's one of the it's one of the larger ships. Yeah. All right. In that case, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk that speech back just a little bit, and say, "Mr. Valeri, find yourself some volunteers. Sweep, sweep the bow top to bottom. Torlin, find yourself volunteers. Sweep the stern top to bottom. I'll take the center." 
take Rosie and Aretta. So you, so all three of you, are essentially getting your own crew and sweeping the ship, looking for Scourge. Yeah. Yeah. But before, before I leave, I go down with my crew. Gonna head over to to Slippery Sill, who's who's chained up to the mast here, and kneel down to talk to her and say, "Are you ready to be part of this crew yet?" I do not know. Are you muted yeah. or just talking really quietly? I'm probably just talking really quietly because I'm trying. I'm thinking to myself. Oh hey. Ah, there we go. Once we get to port, you're free to leave with whatever you brought to this ship with you. Until then, you're either part of this crew or you're going to be chained up for uh, a while. Um. Rolled that before I decided what what direction to take the roll. She go. She she looks at you for a long time and just says. I don't think you're going to hurt me or kill me one way or the other. But I'll go ahead and stretch my legs. Fine, I'll be a part of your crew. Oh, no, you're mistaken, Syl. If you turn on myself or anyone else on this ship, I will kill you where you stand. She just shrugs and she's just like, I'll be part of your crew. You can give me, a, you can give me a notice roll. Mm-hmm. See if you can read her or whatnot. That's an ace on the d6, four and 11, I'll hold it. Oh, that's a nice little effect there on your, uh, getting a six on your die. Hmm. Looked like a little broken glass beneath it. That was pretty yeah. cool. So looking at her, you definitely don't, don't get the sense necessarily that she's gonna betray you at all. She, you definitely kind of get the sense of like opportunism here. You, she definitely doesn't seem real enthusiastic or confident in you. But you don't get the sense that she's just going to turn around and backstab you. All right. What was your job on the Storm Reaver? Uh, Master Gunner? She was Rigger. Oh, wait, no, yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at the Griffin. Good. You're handy enough with tools to follow Moira's lead then and do what she tells you to help make repairs. Understood. All right, and uh, let's with that it's time to go hunting let's see who's i don't have the spreadsheet up of crew russ you said you were taking aretta and who with you rosie well you're, good. you're going for a stacked cast huh well i'm gonna make the die rolls pretty simple regardless of who goes with you but if you look underneath under actors mm-hmm. in your log on the side under mourners of lazar crew there's yeah. now a folder majestic griffin you can click on crew and that's the whole crew that you have. There are uh, yeah. 10 crew members that you, well, 11 now, since apparently Slippery Sills joined you. Yeah. All right. I'm taking Crimson Cogganu now with me. Is Torlin taken? Kakabar and Dunao, I suppose. Sure. Okay. No, I'm taking you now. Uh, Cog. I think Fishguts should stay here and... Now, I'm curious if these calamari folk, are they like folk or are they more like calamari? Because that seems like foodstuffs, if it's the latter. <laughs> we, we, we don't eat sentient creatures on this ship, Torlin. Oh, we, yeah, that's why I'm asking fish. if they're fish sentient. sentient. Yeah. yeah, but fish can't build spears. Uh Simple Bear. tools. 
That's true. Um, kind of think like mermaid, except instead of fishtail, you've got octopus tentacles, and the upper part instead of humanoid, or human, I should say, uh, goblin looking. I just walk up to fish guts and I say, uh, those creatures are strange, but I have to wonder, kind of like a lizard, if like, if you cut the tail off, is it, is it a bad thing necessarily? Maybe the, maybe the tentacles off their faces or something we could use for food with, I don't know, you do what you think is wise, but we've got to find something for food on this island. Maybe there's some boars. He, he looks down and looks at you and goes, and he goes no, but we're not out of food. I've just heard it's just a fish water stores. We do have some, some food stores on here. Oh, I must have uh, misheard then. All right. But uh, I'll give it a try. And he, he, he pulls out a knife and he just start, he starts reaching down to one. Um, Please stop so, trying to eat our enemies. <laughs> so Unal and Crimson Cog are going with Dana. Yeah. Who's going with Russ? Rosie and uh, Aretta. Rosie and Aretta, and Tonkabar and Tonkabar, get over here. You all right after that fight? I was trying to keep you out of harm's way. Oh, definitely. Comic Bar, and uh, we can see a Jer. Oh, I don't really with you. know you very well. And if it matters, and actually, probably, probably to make it easier, instead of going from stern forward. It's each group take a different deck, right? You got the bilges, then the cargo deck and the officer's quarters, then the weapons deck. And that actually leaves Truco with the rest can take the gallop. All right. Russ, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make you have another date with the bilge right away if you don't want one. I can certainly take that deck. I've already been down there. I already smell like it. I wasn't gonna say anything, but feel like I'm getting intimately familiar with it anyways. All right, watch your back. Um, Will do. Aye, aye. I'll, ta- I'll sweep the officer's quarters. Torlin, you take the uh, the weapons deck. There's no hard feelings about uh, that. I heard that you got quite a blow from Mr. Wizard there. Who are you talking to? Uh, Ajar. Looks like you got a sizable goose bump on that noggin of yours. I'll be fine. I saw it from the quarter deck. I can't see it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Russ and the Bilges, Dana and the cargo hold and officer's quarters, and uh, Brig for that matter, and Torlin in the officer's, the armory slash officer's mess hall and weapons deck. Okay, and well, before we'll do this one at a time real quick. Russ, give me a notice roll plus one. Notice plus one. Dana's just a straight notice roll. It's like an ace on the D4 for a six. And Torland's. Not again. Back down the stairs. (laughs) The shoots and ladders. That's it's another critically failed notice roll for Dana. I think we might have just uh It's got doors and corners, goddaughter. It's the stairs that get you. How um, many more stairs can I fall down tonight? Let's start a pool. Oh, it's always the same set of stairs. That's the best part. 
I bet I could find some figurative stairs. So, and, and uh, you make a straight notice roll, Torlin. So Russ got a seven? Uh, six. Six. I don't suppose my, uh, my minions. That's Hello. our snake eyes or old Torlin. I don't well. suppose my, my minions can, uh, can help with this notice check of, like, do their own notice roll, hey? <laughs> I knew you called me a minion in your private spaces. Not you. Crimson Claw. Uh, I was actually rolling to see the support bonus that they gave you, and I actually rolled horribly on those things myself. Both Dana and Torlin weren't getting any help from them anyways. Man, two, no- two critical failures and notice rolls. Back to back. Statistical anomaly. That's a fourth critical roll tonight, and we're not even halfway through. And back-to-back critical fails on the same check has only happened at this table once before in, like, 18 months of play. Yep. Anyways, uh, have fun with that, Phil. We could make them three. Yes, uh, make another notice roll for the NPC. Let's see. Double or nothing. It's part where you ask yourself, am I drinking too much or not enough? I'm sorry, guys. We broke. We broke the dungeon master. It's uh, it's going to be a yeah, minute. Yeah, did. I mean, I I don't want to impose too many penalties necessarily. So, Dana, you kind of start, and the stern of the ship going through the officers' quarters. They're all pretty Spartan. You all are going through every rooms, but you don't really search anybody's gear, so you don't even notice anything in particular. Cargo holds. Just stuff is thrown all over the place. You are looking in a bit, you're stressed and worried about finding Master Scourge, but you're also a bit distracted because you're worried about both the condition of the ship. Here you are, just giving you captaincy of your ship. First order of business is barely surviving a storm and the ship is already damaged. And if you sail it more, it's going to sink without repairs. So you're really worried and not as focused on the task as possible. And as you're in the, when you finally make it to the very bow of the ship, which is where the brig is, there's there's two cells in the brig. You kind of go in and through some weird chain of events, as you're going in to check one of the cells, who was with you again? Og and Unau. Um, Unau, just through some accident, as he just like bent over, just hit the gate and the gate closed and locked you in the cage for a little bit. And they had to go then scouring the officer's quarters to look for a key that actually opens the brig. And you end up getting stuck in there for like a half an hour or so before they're finally able to. Well, I could actually say at this point, they don't find a key and they eventually get Truco and Truco comes down, picks the lock and gets you out of the brig. Um, All right. And Truco, if you think there's been some bad ribbon tonight, Truco has quite a, quite a bit of fun with the idea of you ending up in the break. Truco's been um, very, very rude to me tonight. Ernesto and I are really going to have to have words. <laughs> Torlin, you start at the stern of the ship as well. I mean, there's only two, one room here. It's a large officer's mess hall. Used somewhat as a armory. There's not a bunch of stores in here yet. 
and you can tell it was intended to use that way. Then you go out into the weapons deck, checking everything out, and you trip and stumble and run into the the only half barrel that was still left fresh water and knock that over and manage to save it a little bit so there's enough for at least lunchtime here for a little bit today. Hey, Jar, what, don't walk so close to me. Look what you've done. And Russ, you've been, you were down in the villages uh, for the last couple hours. You kind of had a good sense of it anyways. Didn't feel like there was anybody down here. Go from stem, stern to uh, bow. The three of you, all with lanterns, go in a nice good line. And you don't find anything as well. And might as well. Does somebody want to roll for Truco or shall I? I'm pretty sure I shouldn't touch any more notice rolls tonight. I will see if I can. Yeah, we don't. We can't roll anything off this sheet. You're the only one who's who's yet to crit fail a notice roll. So wait, no, you did. We're just observers, I believe. Yeah, you're just observers. Why don't you go ahead and see if uh, you can round out the quorum of uh, a failed notice rolls here? He gets a plus two from help, but he's got two levels of fatigue. We'll let him spend a Benny. He does have a lawn. He's just checking the main deck, the the galley, the map room on the front of the main deck, and the captain's quarter. He also finds no... None of you, when you're done with the thorough search of the ship from stem to stern, none of you find Master Scourge on board the ship. Are there any lifeboats missing? When you come up to the top, no, there's not. No game. <clears throat> so if Hands a ghost. No sign of them. Though I can't, I didn't. We didn't quite look as hard as I'd have liked. There was a little mishap down in the brig. <sighs> I'm sure Truco well, will tell was, you all about it. It was towards the end of your search. Okay. Okay. So you, you, you certainly felt like you did a good search, but... <clears throat> In reality, you were you were much more distracted than probably would have served you well. And let let's take our evening break there. All right. Tune in after the break for four more critical failures. No. <laughs> no. And I suppose I do actually have a healer's kit lying around, so. I would say that Torland has not noticed his his wound yet, but whenever you want that to be to happen, just like narratively with with how we did the last roll. So you can just let me realize that at some point. As you tip over the bottle, the the last barrel of fresh water, and you stop and stumble and catch it, you really notice that there's something really hurts in your side. Uh, you clearly, some of that. Yeah. Some of that water turns red. Mm-hmm. Do one of the yeah, sure. saving there, private Ryan things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I will be generous and say it's within, uh, it's just within the golden hour. So if oh, you want to yeah. try and 
If you want to try and heal the wound, you can. So Kankabar points that out and just, oh, shit. When did that even happen? And, uh, well, you guys finished up. I better go find... Hopefully, hopefully my gear isn't in the same sorry state as the rest of all this cargo. Which actually should have been kept back by the uh, the captain's quarters, if that's where I found my harp. I believe we determined that you found it in the armory, in the officer's yeah. mess hall armory. So that's where the rest of the gear So yeah, you can pick it up then. And is there any penalty for doing the healing check on myself? Your wound penalty would affect you since you're making the check yourself. Okay. Well, I have so healing I, and I don't think anyone else does, so I guess I will I will try and do that. I think yeah. I do. I have D4, but... Huh. I don't have healing. I thought... It, no, yeah. I do. It's, it's depending just... how, how stubborn is Torlin feeling in, in knowing that he's wounded but needs to be at his best right now. Is he going to come look for a... Med- see if there's an extra medic in the house... Or is he gonna be real stubborn even in the oh, face? Oh, I'm of- looking at Chuko's. Let's cross that bridge once we get there. Okay, I do have healing, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll try and just apply a, a bandage compression around around my ribs there. You're not trying to hide this now, though, right? I depends. I mean, the last time I was wounded. Dana threw a fit about it, so if I think that it's important that we stay focused on finding the lost individuals, I might. Well, you tell me. Because the healing check does take 10 minutes, so it is going to take some amount of time for you to tend yourself overall. So the real main question is, are you doing this in a place that you're trying to make sure that you're... I'm doing the captain's quarters. If Dana walks in right now, I'm not going to hide it. Uh, If... Well... You would not have found your. You would have found your healing kit on the weapons deck. Weapons deck? I thought you yeah, just said it was in the armory. And that's where the armory is. It's on the weapons deck. Okay. So am I running into Dana? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance during this you would. Well, no, you would not run with into Dana because she got locked into the brig. Okay. You you would have run into Ruskell though. Okay, Torlin's just going back up going the for the med kit and would like to heal himself. And he just shoulders on by Ruskell. Didn't find anything down there. I gotta get something out of the armory. Alright. And uh, it's the normal healing roll? Yeah. Russ is gonna poke his head around the corner. You need a hand with that? So you see Torlin kind of getting out bandages. I, I got a little something from the, the octopus. Individuals. Yeah, why don't you? Many hands make quick work. I have trouble reaching around my back sometimes. It's dwarven proportions. DM Torland's already rolled. Do you want me to go ahead and roll for support anyways? Well, from the sound of what he just said, it sounds like Torland's roll is a support roll for Russ. Sure. Russ Russ gets a plus one. Okay. Crit fail, number five. Let's see it. Nope, that's an ace on the D six. I didn't, I didn't add that plus one, but it's a seven. Um, okay. Oh yeah. All right. So your one wound is taken care of. All right. And actually, if I remember correctly, and I should mark that off on the healing kit, since we have limited resources out here. 
So, Russ, do you remember where you got your level of fatigue from? Yeah, I mentioned it in the, the recap. Scrimshaw didn't want to be tied down because being a Cloud Reaver, and she shoved Russ at the same time a wave hit, and Russ hit the gunnel and took bumps and bruises. I will say, oh, speaking of which, I. Is it just a penalty with the healing kit, or does the healing kit actually give you a plus one? Dorlin will also collect his armor, and uh, he has another cuirass here, a leather cuirass. So if, I don't know, Ruskull, do you, do you go with armor? I, no, no, I can't. Even not, into the wilds? Not if I want to stay spellcasting. I gotta, I gotta keep it light. We never trained in armor. It's understandable. Very risky, though. Well, that's that's why we learned our protective spells. Mage armor's been carrying me. So Jorlin's just talking and suiting up. He grabs his halberd while he's talking to you. So, the leather armor, the heavy hide jacket, and heavy hide leggings, those kind of conflict with each other. So I'm not sure you would carry all that. I would only drag on you what you're actually going to carry with you at all times. Okay, so, yeah. And then, and then leave anything else in your locker. So you still have it as a possession, but um, so given how you got your level of fatigue, I will say you can use the healer's kit as well and tend to your fatigue and take care of your bumps and bruises on a successful healing check. Okay. I'll go ahead and that's a separate roll then you want for that? Yes. And right. if you want Torlin to help you with that, you can if roll Torlin's, support. Torlin's willing to scratch my back after I scratched his, I'll take it. Of course. All right. Well, that's a one, dirty one. So there's three uh, uses left on this kit now. I'll see what the support role is, but I'm probably spending a Benny on this. Oh, I I thought you were going to do it in the same way that just happens, that you were going to support him taking care oh, of you. Oh, then yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then we'll... Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So is it a plus one? Okay. No, no, he failed on the check. He's not spending a Benny, then. He doesn't help support you. Uh, I'll throw a Benny at you. That was a two. Still quit moving around. I can't get my... That was a three. Yeah. Can, I sp- can I spend a Benny to... Well, never mind. Oh, well... No, I said no. quit moving around. That's a good fail. <laughs> Boys. Boys. So yeah, quit moving around. You ran against the gunnels, bruised some ribs. Torlin makes it, whatever happened, Torlin makes it worse. And it's going to be 24 hours before you can recover from that level of fatigue. All right. I know you might think otherwise, but that wasn't intentional. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. It's just dwarven constitution, something else. Uh, I'm sorry, my lad. This isn't this isn't payback for the drinking contest, is it? Uh, no, I, in my recollection, I won that thing. Oh, but I gave you a run for your money, didn't I? <laughs> that she did. Had me questioning myself. I think this by this time you're you were all done searching the ship. Now, to address the die rolls, you all definitely think you made a very thorough search of the ship. You took your time. And you all definitely believe 
Scourge is not on board the ship. That's that is after what you guys just accomplished. That is definitely the conclusion you all would have come to. All, all right. right, he's a ghost. So yeah, I'll have I'll wave uh wave Russ and Torlin over to the the quarter deck and and call out again to address the crew that we I want everyone to to right now I know it's been a long night take a four hour shift get a meal then I need you back to work before night um, well it's still then, it's actually still uh, best case scenario it'd probably be only mid morning by now because you guys did start your mutiny at like 4 a.m. Right? yeah so it's it's probably only it's it's not even about 10 o'clock it's only oh, about 10 that? o'clock yeah it's only about 10 o'clock in the morning all right then i'm gonna i'm gonna tell everyone to you know just to keep working through to midday meal have fish guts bring everyone food something to eat up on deck but everyone actually has a seat while they're while they're eating with their 15 minute break and then wave well, I just completely forgot your name. Wave <laughs> Russ and Torlin to come with me towards the, the captain's cabin. Okay. I, if it's all right, I haven't eaten anything substantial in like a week. There might be something in the captain's cabin. If there's not, I'll I'll have fish guts bring something up. See what I think we you find. want to change that mask for two nights. <laughs> it was a week. It was terrible. I think like I went through the five stages war. of grief in those seven days. <laughs> wrote a, wrote a whole I, novel in his head. I know he's not here, but just out of curiosity, depending on how you look at him, would you have asked Truco to come with you as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, Truco would be okay. here. Um, we're all going to the captain's cabin. I'm, I'm going in. I'm assuming it's a regular captain's cabin that there would be like a table and chairs, maybe something to drink, maybe something to eat for the captain to serve people. So, I will, if you want to go over to the Majestic Griffin, I'll throw you all into the captain's cabin. It's very small. As soon as you walk in, walk in the room, there's just like a short hallway. There's a closet off to your left. There's a bed, table and, uh, table and chairs. There's actually a, a private bathroom here. There's a door off to a balcony that goes right off the back mm-hmm. of the ship. Are you in there, uh, Dana? Yeah, you are. Yeah. It's actually not much in the way of stores here. He he fed when he ate when uh, fish guts fed him. Yeah. And actually, for the sake of stuff, since we didn't really address it, we'll say this happened during the search of the ship. Where is that one? We'll say for the sake of argument, Truco would have mentioned stuff because he would have probably been in here. Truco did break into the closet. There of course was, he did. You know, and, and, and you found Dana and a couple of the officers' quarters. You found various items of plunder, largely from Master Scourge and... Well, you don't actually you don't know which room was Master Scourge or not. From a couple of the officers' rooms, and there was a large store in here. There was some five pounds of bars, some various art objects, rolled up painting, crystal egg, one pound bars of gold, some unworked 
zircon gems, a uh, big sack of some dinnerware in there. So there was some substantial loot picked up yeah. from the captain. Yeah. I'll leave all that, not worried about all that stuff for now, just stay where it is. I'm just, I'm just looking around quickly in the captain's desk, see if there's a, you know, see if there's like a, a craft of anything to be, to, to pass around to people. There's some, there's some rum. All right. I start pouring out some mugs and say, uh, Cisna, take, please take a seat where you can find it. Yeah. I'm I sure what, I... you, what you got to say is real important, but boy, would I love to get out there and start looking for our missing crew. I know. We got to do one thing at a time. And look. Hmm? How are things, Dana? How is the weight of captainship on your yeah, shoulders? That's, yeah, that that's what I that's why I asked y'all in here for. I know it wasn't something that that really got discussed, but something had to happen in the moment to to keep the crew of the Griffin unified, to keep the old crew of the Reaver unified. And that was what I did, and that might be what we need in order to keep up to get to port. Now that, now that I've run with it, but it's what we you, need for now. Times of hardship. Somebody needs well, to make decisions. I know, and I I intend to. I will. I'll do this as as long as as long as you three want me to. You hear what I'm saying? Well, I'm sure you didn't have to ask me for this, but you've got my undying support, Dana. I do think later on, once we, once we're back on the seas again, if we're managed to make it that way, we should consider opening things up, like a fisherman ship would be, a sloop or something along those lines. Those Storm Reavers ran things more like a military ship. No input from the crew. Day-to-day decisions. Right. Well, I don't. I don't intend. I don't intend to sail under any more tyrants. But if if this works for now, this works for now. Russ. I don't really know what you want from me. Undying loyalty. It's a pirate ship, ma'am. I'll sail with you far as I can. Is that what I said? That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I, I did hear the words undying loyalty. Just saying. Well, you know, dwarven memory and all. He's talking about undying loyalty aside from... L- L- don't don't worry about Torlin. He has, a, he has an arrangement with my family. You just worry about you. Is this the only mirror in the entire ship? Right here. Right here. I, I would actually say that's that's part of the map on this particular ship that would not be there oh, okay damn all right anyways as so i was gonna take a look at himself realize realize that he looks like shit yeah <laughs> realize just um, how bad it's gotten <laughs> i think we're all in that boat <clears throat> anyways rust after after we've got everything sorted here, I want you leading folks out to the island to go looking for a missing crew. Take uh, take who you need by 
I don't think I can spare more than four. Permission to leave the ship right now. Well, kind of. Probably should let the others get something to eat, but. Again, this is just. Can I assess what shape he's in? You know, if you do, if you're if you're looking like shit. That might be a question for the DM, but I mean, mechanically speaking, Russell's got a torn to fuck coat and a level of fatigue. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to know narratively what I see aside from his aside from his torn coat, which I already knew happened a while back. He's probably not up to me. Yeah, he's probably a little probably stressed. His hair is not in great condition. It hasn't had a shower in what twenty two days. You guys certainly went swimming. Yeah, we went. A couple times. That, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a shower. Conditions have been particularly bad since you all got on the Majestic Griffin mm-hmm. under Master Scourge. Things started to get bad before that. Um, so I would say... Uh, the, also, the majority of Russ's time on the Griffin has been in the bilges. Yep. It, right. ain't, it ain't great. Shit. So sweat. Yeah. So you guys have only been on the Griffin for two days. Yeah. Two and a half days. You were assigned to the villages prior to that during the last couple days on the Storm Reaver as well. The way you can think about it is the last week, none of you would look better than any of the other. All all of you have had a really tough time the last week and been run ragged. So however you think Russ might look is how Dana would look, is how Torlin would look, is how Truco would look. Actually, a quick question on PowerPoint recovery, just natural recovery. Is that a by an, by the hour? By the hour of of good rest, which I would say at this point you have not had. Great. Which is so, kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah, so uh, Ruskell is the, the air and like immediate effects around Ruskell are quite unstable right now. Now, I don't think Dane has had enough experience to, you know, fully be able to diagnose how low Ruskell is, but he's certainly far from full capacity just by the instability around him with little, you know, bits of static electricity jumping along his arms and shoulders. And I would say since she's not trained in Arcana and doesn't have a lot of experience with it, she wouldn't know how to she probably wouldn't even see a lot of that, let yeah. alone know what it meant. No, yeah. I just I just know what he looks like as a person. He doesn't look honestly, he, he doesn't look uh, even though he's he's favoring his left side a little bit, kind of as like ribs. Other than that, he doesn't seem any worse for wear than Torlin or Truco. Although I would say at this point, Truco, Truco of all of you is the one that looks visibly very tired. Mm-hmm. Mm. Truco, Truco, if you were to point at any of you saying you need to sleep, Truco would be the one. Yeah. Well, either Truco or myself really should go with you, Riskel. I think that... <laughs> what's your plan? I was thinking yeah. that that big rat outcropping would be a a destination. Get our... Before, before you start leaving the ship, I want you to do two things. One, we're all soldiers here. You two know as well as I do that you are not going to be out there helping retrieve anyone properly if you don't if you're not operating as best you can yourself i want you both 
to take a couple hours, clean up, eat some more if you have to, get a little nap, and then go. The first 24 hours are critical in a missing person's case. That's what I read in the Brelish newspaper. <laughs> you've been reading you've been reading too many of Abraxas Wren's stupid editorials, Uncle. With respect, we've we've only been up for this one night. Plenty of military operations had us, you know, running on little sleep. We were trained for this. We can get a couple pieces of calamari and get on the way. That's my yeah. plan. If anything, oh. we need to send. We might even need to spend more people on on shore looking for fresh water. Real, real quick point of point of order, not point of order. Clarification. So, something to point out is possibility. I'm not sure what your plan is, Dana, on stuff. Um, I know we're generally really pretty cool with splitting the party in Savage Worlds, and I still have no problem with that, so I'm not telling you not to. I am also saying that unless you have lots of plans of what's going on the ship, the likelihood of more going on on the island than on the ship, if you're just doing repairs on the ship, might be a thing to consider. Ah, I see. So we so maybe we'll do two parties out to the island. Okay. Again, I'll walk that back a little bit. That Pick your favorite NPCs. Yeah. Well, or again, remember, you need some... You need at least half the crew here to repair the ship so, quickly. What and and Moira has said the more the better. Yeah. And what currently including including you four, there's only fourteen people on the crew. All right. What I'm hearing both from a narrative and meta standpoint is that we the player characters should be going out to the island and that would be a a good idea. So I'm gonna roll with that. Um, There's one thing, though. And I am saying that because I'm not sure what your plan is an idea for what you're going to do on the ship. I don't really have one at the moment, so this is good. <laughs> okay. If we're all leaving the ship, we take Lagra, we stick her in the brig, and we take the key with us. We do that. Also, let's see if we can't find a chart and figure out where we're at. Does the captain have a chart? Yeah, you find out. And I'm also going to say, just since there was a search ship going on, there's probably a search of Lagra, although uh, Mr. Lagra didn't have most of... Mr. Lagra only had a couple things with her that you found in... And it's been several hours at this point. Has she shown any signs of consciousness? I'll let you know in a second. So, on Mr. Lagra, you would have found a couple bracers that both either Torlin or Russ would have discovered that they are magical. It became pretty obvious that her cutlass was magical. I'm not sure if anything happened of that happened with that afterwards. I don't remember. I think Truco would have taken it all. I, I don't even think Truco mentioned taking that. That's what, mainly why I'm bringing it up. I think it was forgotten at the end of the fight. No, uh, he specifically went back up to to get stuff from Lagra. Uh, right. Okay. So, yeah, he would have found a couple of magical bracers and her her cutlass, which, assuming since Truco gave up the cutlass that he was given by Master Scourge, I don't get the impression that he was very interested in it anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There was All three right. potions on uh, Master Scourge. Not Master Scourge. Lagra. Uh, Mr. Lagra. 
potion of protection from fire, a potion of water breathing, and a potion of healing. And of note, probably in particular, Russ would, would have noticed, well, well, we'll bring that part up if Truco mentions it. All right. Truco um, would have at least taken this initially. So, Zion, you find a chart. Do all three of you there want to kind of try and figure out where you're at? I, I yeah. would certainly encourage everyone to to do well, that. Does that mean you want everybody to make separate roles, or do does so, is somebody making the main role and others <laughs> supporting? I'd rather Ruskell support if he's going to participate at all. What's the role we're making? It would be common knowledge. All right. Oh. Which, and you do have navigator's tools with you, don't you, Dana? I do. Nice. So I would suggest you lead it because you would not get any penalty. Because okay. you could also be checking out what's going on with the sun and stuff like that. So Torlin and Russ, if you want to make common knowledge checks to support Dana. Oh, that's ooh. a double ace for yeah. an eight. And I'll hold that. Uh, Torlin ain't noticing anything. <laughs> that's All a two. Right. So that's a plus two for support, plus one for my navigator's tools. Yep. It's a wizard, ladies and gentlemen. That is a wizard. (laughs) You're a wizard. All right. That's an eight all said and done. I'll hold it. Let's see if I can do it this way. That way. Does this do anything to you guys? Yes, it does. So you you take the charts and stuff like that and head out onto the onto the main deck and everything, and you're you're checking stuff out while people are reading and whatnot, and you kind of come to the conclusion you are you've passed. How would you pronounce that? Treglorn Island. Pass through the Narrows by between Treglorn Island and the Brine Mountains and came in the cliff's end and got stuck somewhere in the middle of that bay on an island someplace. It's, it's actually not really on the charts that you're looking at because it it's a pretty small island. And at one point while you, while you're, you know, have it out, have, this, have the chart out on the deck and looking stuff over, Fish Guts is bringing Torlin some more food and everything, look stuff, and, and he mutters and goes, hmm, Kind of doesn't doesn't surprise me we're heading this direction. I hadn't suspected. What are you talking about, fish guts? I noticed uh, Mr. Lager changed course from Port Cres. Made me start to think that uh, Mr. Lager was heading on over to Rickety Hakes. Rickety Hakes. Yeah, get the get the ship squibbed. Do Do I have any idea what he's talking about? Sure, make a common knowledge check. All, all three of you can actually make. Well, um, actually, in this, yeah, all three of you can make common knowledge checks. That's a three. I'm gonna Benny that. Critical fail. Critical fail. Critical fail. Nope. It's another uh, three, and I'm gonna Benny that. It's a five, and I'm gonna hold it. I'll throw one Benny at it. I haven't Bennyed like anything this night. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. There's an ace on the D6 for... Uh, That's a lot of dice. Okay, all right. Well, This reminds me of a tale. Don't show cry. me up. <laughs> I've heard of this place. 
So yeah, we'll we'll say that. So Dana, you kind of know you've heard people mention squibbing of ships and you're not you're actually not exactly sure what it is. You get that it has something to do with you've made enough connections it has it has to do something with with piracy and prized vessels that are captured and, and something they'll do to the ship that's not above board generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Russ, you know squibbing of a ship is what pirates or various people that capture ships, what they do to change all the rigging and the mast lines and even the bow of the ship and maybe even the decoration on the stern to make the ship unrecognizable from what it previously was. Mm. Under, Unless barring close scrutiny, right? And they're often when that happens, the ship is often rechristened as well under a new name. Dorlin, you knew all that because you've heard stories of Rickety, Rickety Hake. He runs Rickety's Squibs. It's it's one of the not nefarious, notorious, not notorious even. He's it's just he's well known under you know sketchy circles as the place people go to get their ships squibbed, to change lines, to make it appear like it's a different vessel than it was when it got launched. Mm-hmm. And he's he has an excellent reputation um, for secrecy and integrity in the work that he does. So if a ship is squibbed by Rickety, nobody's going to know what the ship originally was and what it became to be. He's got a very strong reputation for that. So you've heard about more of him, more from his reputation. You've heard of, he's come around quite a bit. Seems our friend Lagra was looking to go rogue. Yeah, Fish Guts just got, uh, she's been hungry for her own ship for as long as I've known her. She pretty ruthlessly climbed to become uh, first mate, even though she never really did get uh, the respect of Prince Rockface. <laughs> Think of you. I think there's a reason why, if you notice, that most of the crew that came here weren't of the uh, orcs or dwarven stock from the Cloud Reavers. Did indeed notice that. Well, thank you, Fish Guts. All right, folks. Russ, you're right. Let's. There's plenty of fighting us. Let's go get this done. I'm going to. I'm going to go try to find some better gear, at least. At least something to to help turn a turn a spear if I need to. And I'll see you on deck in ten. Alright. If you wanted to spend time, Russ, to figure out what those magical items are and how to operate them, you can do that with some arcana rolls. Sure. Let's do that. I think the bracers are probably the first target. You're saying Arcana? Yes. Okay. Here we go with an Arcana check. That's a dirty one. I'll throw a bunny at that one. Oh no. That's a three after the fatigue. I have one Benny left. I want to know what the bracers do. I'm going to throw my last (laughs) Benny at it. Four or two. I don't know what the bracers do. Yeah, you can you can spend some more time with them and find out at a later time. But just in the immediate term, just checking them out. Um, yeah, 
Russ, Russ is a little bit distracted and is going to instead finally realize he can't figure it out. His mind is a little bit clouded and he's going to go with that holy symbol and make a prayer to our way. Oh, I'll give you a penny for that. That's nice. Okay. And so, so you're just making a prayer. Or are you taking a rest at Dana's instruction? That's what, that's what you have instructed everybody. The last thing is everybody take some time to rest before you set out. I wanted everyone to take a rest, but Russ and Torlin seem pretty insistent that that they don't want to take a rest, so we're not taking a rest. Okay. Wasn't or quite Russ's, sure how that Russ's rest is disguised, or Russ's prayer is disguised as rest. You know, a prayer can look quite restful. You know, it's a meditation. Torlin's getting a handful of sleep and handfuls of whatever old fish guts is serving, and he's looking at it suspiciously. Just in case that uh, calamari idea didn't go out so well. Well, you don't actually notice in this any calamari. Oh, okay. What is it? Is it he made us a stew, or it's just hard tack? It or seems what? like a, a fish stew. Yeah. All right. Not, not, not much. Well, not any different than what he often normally served. I'm going to to claim Lagra's cutlass unless anyone else wants it. And this would this would be an appropriate time for if Torlin wanted to, to tell Dana that, there, that he had some leather armor. Otherwise, I'm just going to go down to the to the hole. Oh yeah, I've got that laid out here. I think we're still in the similar area. It's where Torlin's okay. gear was. Why don't you give me that swift cutlass that you were using? Then that ground uh, up proving quite handy. Sometimes, I mean, I'm taking the halberd with me right now, but you never know when a cutlass might come in useful. It's always good to have a sword in hand, of course. So yeah, let's swap. Let's swap those, and so, I'll I'll buckle on that some some armor, some leather armor there. So, Master Scourge's cutlass is, you know, the long blade. It's a it's a clean, very sharp blade but it's a little spotted with rust, interestingly enough. There's a big basket hilt on it that is has the likeness of a grinning skull on it. Well, that's grim. Does it, but overall it seems like, to me, it just seems like a good weapon, plus I've seen her use it, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you definitely... There's a story behind this blade, I'm sure of it. And I've added to it just this morning. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to throw it in whole because you all definitely, Torlin and Truco know that it, you know, somehow it can cast a wave. You don't know how to operate that yet. However, right. I'm still just going to throw it onto your character sheet. It'll tell you about that. You guys will find out about it eventually. But at least in the near term, until you're able to spend some time with it to actually identify it, you won't be able to use that ability with it. All right, so right now it's just a, it's just a plain old cutlass, huh? No, it's a magical cutlass. Okay. No, but I'm I mean, just saying you, you just can't like, use the ability to cast a wave with it. Um, but you can still swing it. Yeah, no, that that's why I mean that like mechanically, narratively, as far as I'm concerned right now, it's just a sword. It has a similar feel to the swift cutlass that you were get, that okay. you were wielding earlier. Yeah, just 
heft the balance, shrug, you know, shrug myself, adjusting the armor. Been a few minutes since I wore some of this. Now, when you said praying looks a lot like resting, to get enough rest to get back some power points, rest, you're going to need to take an hour. Was your imagine? Were you imagining praying for an hour? No, absolutely not. Okay. I no, mean, this is this is a one minute, two minute prayer, you know, really kind of a cry for help here for our way to help out her devoted servant. Because I'm, uh, I'm not a spiritual man, but she could use your help. I mean, I I did give you Benny for that. You can spend a Benny to regain some power points. I can. Yeah, so I'll go you, ahead and do that. If, Boop, boop, and that's five. That power gives points. you five power points. Um, Torlin, so you take it. Torlin will want to do that as well. Sure. Okay. So you aren't, y'all aren't going to rest. You're going to take off one of the skiffs to the uh, to the island. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before we before we leave, I'm going to tell what uh, what's well, his name. Question Ooh, I have. Mm-hmm. Are you taking anybody else with you? I'm looking at the crew list here, and the only person I would really be be willing to take at this point, who I don't think could would be like a super active help with re- re- repairs, would be Albert. Maybe mm. Albert. Albert. Or maybe we put Albert to guard Lagras. There's still two individuals aboard this ship. We don't exactly know if we can trust. And that's two out of, what, seven? You've got what you say makes sense, Uncle. We, uh... Yep. I say Set it's just him. us. Well... Set him to guard Lagra. Let's... Uh, I'm Rosie, gonna leave you now and in charge while, while I'm gone. Seems to be an activity he likes. Uh, Truco, maybe you can do the honors for us. <laughs> Why, sure! I am the best at talking to Albert. Who are you going to leave? So Moira's going to be organizing the repairs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Unao's in other... charge while I'm gone. Unao's in charge. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, let me see, I think everyone else needs to be doing the a distinct job here. I think Rosie might be able to come with us. Well, honestly, the crew's so small, whoever you put in charge is going to be working. All right. Yeah, fair. All right. Uh, I mean, I, I still kind of want. Uh, some, I still want someone to be a an an anchor, if you will. Whoever you put in charge would be working while they're in charge. So yeah, I know. I so you, know have, he, you have ten crew members that you would be leaving behind if you're not taking anybody with you. You're trying to get Albert as the guard to guard Mister Lagra, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who now is you're going to leave now in charge? Actually, there is someone I want to take because, again, to try to to try to mitigate nonsense on the ship is I'm I'm going to take Syl with us, keep an eye on her, and let her prove herself at the same time. Okay. Um, I think that's all I need to know about that. Anything else before we leave the ship? That's it for me. You're gonna say something there, Russ. I was just checking my locker to see if I had the, the gear that I wanted yeah. with me, and I do. 
Yeah, you'll want to make sure whatever you're carrying is what you want to take with you. Yeah, I don't need a cutlass. Because <laughs> there are there are potential consequences both ways. I'll I'll leave my yeah you know, I'll leave my Galifars in the locker. I don't know why exactly, but I've got about a pound of coin just in case we need to toss some into the sea to keep old Colcoran at bay. Uh, apparently all my coins got have been uh, stricken from my inventory at some point, but yeah, I, I just leave them locked up in, in my They're cabin. They're in your locker. Okay, yeah. I'll, uh... Oh, yes. Thank thank you for the reminder, Torlin. Yeah, before we leave the ship, I'm going to grab myself five Galifars from my stash and off the rail of the ship before getting into the longboat, slowly drop them off the rail one by one, whispering something as each one goes. Keeper's greedy today, huh? With whispering what kind of thing? Or do you want to keep that private? <laughs> no one no one would have heard it. Is that, is that an offering to the Keeper? That That is, yes. Um, you know, D- pulling DM's back. asking, that's all. Yeah, that that's the offering to the to the keeper. I guess Dorland's attention that. is elsewhere. So, I believe. Can you see the majestic Griffin and a token with all of you guys on this new map yes. that I pulled you to? What so, a cute. if you click on the majestic Griffin, you know, since you're on top of it, you get a bigger view of kind of the island. Everybody, give me a notice check before you leave. <laughs> Here we go. More Could you notice checks throw individual tokens in the upper right-hand corner just so we can use that token hotbar. Oh, sure. It doesn't work unless now you I actually have it. it on the <laughs> screen. Now I pass the notice roll. That's an 11 for Dana. That's a 3 for Torlin. It's a 2 for Rascal, and I'm locked. As in, that's all I got. Okay. They're off to the the left of the ship there, Torlin, for your tokens. Yep. So if you click on the Majestic Griffin, kind of zoom out just a little bit, right? So I mentioned like a big rock face coming out as a mountain. It's probably, you know, somewhere between 50 and 100 feet tall, some trees on top of it. That's this right, right there, okay? Then it comes down to a saddle that's just full of jungle trees. And... Don't want to show you that. You would notice, Dana, you see there are a couple right down here in the center of the saddle. There are some like structures, fishing, maybe some fishing huts. You don't see any movement or anything from where you're at, but there are some structures there. Then over here on what would be the west side of the island, this is what starts a big ridge that goes definitely goes way on back. And that's most of what you can see from where you guys are stuck. And coming out here, there's there are just reefs all around the outskirts of the island, right? All right. Do you have any sense of what's your plan as you move towards the island, where you would want to go or what you would want to do? I think we should I think we should come ashore a distance from from the village, from the structures, um, so that we can approach that village on foot, perhaps not 
slightly unseen. That's 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 what I'm thinking. If we can see them, they can most certainly see us. Oh, I'm sure they can see us now, but they don't have to see where we come from. We don't have to walk, go right up and knock on their front door. Well, why don't we go to the other side of their rock cropping? Then we can get our we can get an aerial view. It's all two hundred feet well, tall. No, it's take no maybe time like at fifty all. to hundred feet tall. However, it is very rocky and very steep along this regard. Yeah. You definitely tell that if you were to climb up it, you would want to come from the shore side. We can get an aerial view. We'll get a better idea of the island structure. And it seems like coming in right where that ping just happened would be a good a good place to leave the, the boat. Agreed. Yeah, if you if you want to come up on top of this and check things out. I'm also thinking that those creatures. You found that trail of slime, maybe. If they're not completely amphibious and they're trying to take captives, they've probably got a cave or something on this island somewhere, somewhere rocky. Or they live in that village, which is why I don't want to go introduce myself at the front door. You good with that plan, Riskel? Yeah, I think either way, whether whether we go for the, the mountain or go for the village, that seems like a good landing point either way. Let's bring, let's bring her in and get her bearings. This is a cool map, by the way. Thank you. Vision's a little bit wonky since it's a big scale. I think each hex is 0.2 miles. Oh yeah. No, so you guys, you guys are about a mile from the, from the island, right? And so yeah, this you can tell from here that this fist of rock that comes up is 50 to 100 feet tall. This ridge that goes up is definitely probably at least over 300 feet tall. And so it's really obscuring a lot of vision any which way. So, so how are you, how are you sailing over? Who's, uh, who's rowing? Who's anybody Darling on watch? What, I mean, what, what's the approach roll. like? That Russell row, row as well. Well, that leaves me on the tiller then. And uh, Truco's looking out with uh, Silk. So. Okay. So, Dana, Sil, and Truco will all make notice rolls. Now I get the notice. Now I get all the notice rolls. Ah, Dana here, lasagna with the notice roll. Lasagna. Oh no. (laughs) Would you end up getting? I got as sixteen. A, as opposed to her cousin Dana Irpene. <laughs> Dana and my long lost cannoli. So you're going actually I mean you even though you're on the tiller, you're particularly worried that you know, like you mentioned, the possibility that those creatures are in that fishing village or whatnot. And so you got your eye out there a lot, even you're looking over Oh, right, did you get you don't get too much closer to the village with the route that you're taking, but as you've been examining it, Dana, there are a bunch of like old like mud huts and fishing villages, stuff like that. And you think you see uh, 16, that's a success with three reasons. Yeah, you think you see at least one or two buildings that may have had like collapsed roofs and you see no movement whatsoever on it. So you actually get more in the impression that you think the fishing village 
may uh, at some point have been abandoned and is currently unoccupied. But you make it into a little somewhat rocky place. You know, the cliffs are starting to come up, but you guys find a spot to bring the boat in and put it down. And and there's a rough granite rock that comes out, almost like a fist punching out of the uh, ocean here. Rises probably about 50 feet. Not too difficult to climb up. Won't necessarily require athletics rolls, but it is definitely very steep and does require some work and, and some bit of a going for you guys to get up there. You guys were just heading up to the summit, right? Yes. Let's see Dorland's if my... leading the way. He loves a good scramble. Scrambled rocks, scrambled eggs. So does Truco. Yeah, climbing stuff is kind of Truco's thing. Yeah. Ross is probably lagging behind a little bit with the fatigue. Ouch. Actually, for that matter, Truco's dra- dragging behind with fatigue, too. Yeah, if any, if Torlins is enthusiastically leading the way, then then I'd say Dana's gonna gonna be la- gonna be last one to make sure everyone gets up okay. So, when you notice as you're coming into the fist as well, Dana, uh, since you got the, so many raises, you you think you saw an unnatural pile of very large logs and whatnot towards the top of the fist. You weren't able to kind of see any further, but as you guys climb up to the top, you do eventually see at the very summit of this fist of granite rock, there is a very old, uh, it's starting to get overgrown a bit, beacon fire that has been set up here. This island has wikis. Has has the beacon recently been used? Is the ash hot or disturbed? Somebody built this to hail some crossing ship at some point in time, and it was never used. Okay. I'm not really sure what to make of that. <laughs> oh, Kyber, we got a mystery on our hands. I'm I'm thinking... You know what? Between this and the, the village looking abandoned, I got a bad feeling some folks tried to set up a home here once upon a time, and... God, I don't think they they made it. Dorlin looks at you suspiciously. Did you get that out of that book you mentioned? How do you know these things, these sleuthing techniques? I just said Abraxas Wren was uh, was writing some stupid editorials that went to Torlin's head. We just head. do what Abraxas Wren would do and we'll be okay. We'll figure it out. Uh... Sil Sil pipes up and says beacon fires are used for distress hail down ships I think it might be more likely somebody might have been stranded here Dorlin claps him on the him her her I think Sil's a her her claps her on the back of the shoulder I knew we brought you along for a good reason well another piece of the puzzle Another piece of the puzzle. Torlin, you see you see anything? Does Torlin? I think he had a three, so probably not. Or was uh, that earlier? Make another notice roll. That was yeah, during the boat. You can make another oh, notice Oh yeah, because we were also intending to be using this to look down on... Torlin rolls an 11. 
Huzzah! Sovereigns, I want to pop that potion of water breathing and check under the ship nearby. Maybe those water things have a civilization down underneath us. What? T- all of you could have made a notice check because you can all fit up on the top of this rock. It's not like there's just one spot I mean, for somebody I'll to look over. I'll see if I can do better than an 11, but otherwise... Torland's, just because we... Torland's leading the charge here. Just because we can breathe underwater doesn't mean we can find anything. Uh, last time I've gone swimming in the Lazar Sea, there wasn't much visibility. I know. I'm just... I'm worried. Well, well... You you taking a look around, Russ? Yeah, let's do it. Although, it's my turn to crit fail a, a notice roll, but not today. That's a five, <laughs> and I'll hold it. Well, There's I no have way to. in hell we're going to let Sundara get taken. The trying to adjust... Oh, that's why. I turn to Russ while, while we're kind of looking out here, and he's expressing his, his concern and say, Sir, winner of 91, my unit always got called in where it was needed the most to help shore up the regulars, and there was one, there was one time we got called in to find a missing patrol. They were, they were across the border. There was a, there was a trail <clears throat> of bodies. We couldn't tell if it was theirs or not. Long story short, those people all made it home. Ours are going to make it home too. If they're here, we'll find them. So, given vision things, you may not uh, change the vision on the token so you can see more. A few things maybe blocked, but generally over. You may want to zoom out a little bit, get a bigger view of the map. So, the ridge is pretty much a, a crescent moon all along here, obstructing all sorts of vision to the other side of the island. The saddle is pretty full of pretty dense jungle, right? Dana, Russ got a five, Dana got 11, Torlin got 11. So Dana, you notice, you think somewhere in this area in the jungle, you see, you see some scraps of some really faded, worn, multicolored cloth maybe a tent roof or a tent canopy that was set up. The jungle is really obstructing vision a lot, so you can't make out much more than that. But you do see somewhere along here in the ju- in the dense jungle, you catch cloth like that. The shoreline is pretty treacherous all along this whole area that you're along, this whole spit you guys are on. However, down here, there's a big beach that you can see. And... Dana, both you and Torlin actually noticed that there's some sort of, down on the beach side, down there, there's some sort of fields, farmed fields that are, I don't really want to use the word setup because it's clearly overgrown and wild, right? But at some point in time, somebody planted some crops and some fields there. Torlin, you actually see up on the mountain you see some sort of wooden palisade structure that's built up on the top of the ridge line and a very faint path that goes up it. Even along the beach side, there's a bunch of palm trees and everything growing in it. So the whole island is pretty fairly 
either jungly or heavily wooded. And Russ, you look around, you see the general shape of the island and stuff like that. Your foot kicks something, and you actually notice that down on the ground near the near the beacon fire, you actually find a store of six torches and a couple tinder twigs. That mystery grows. Torches, but they were buried. No, they weren't buried. They were they were covered over with some some old cloth to keep them from deteriorating or, or anything. You you definitely kind of think maybe Sills on something here that maybe there was somebody here who set up some sort of a beacon fire to flag down somebody and had things ready to light a bonfire to make themselves right. known, but never did it. But the the presence of the torches in this case would indicate that like the the fire wasn't built in a, in an emergency. It was built as a a preparedness thing. It's not like there was a a sudden emergency that happened and suddenly everybody's like, we need to be able to build a signal fire. There's stuff going down on this island. Yeah. Okay. Right. We better take those torches with us, no matter where we end up under the canopy or or in a cave or whatnot, it's going to get dark fast. And there, check out down there those those tents that farms. But if these, if if we're looking for aquatic, you know, <laughs> beings that can go on land and on sea, I, I, I'd be surprised if they're setting up homes in the thick of the jungle. So we've rode a mile, we've climbed up a 200-foot thing. How long has that taken? An hour or so? Is it still, like, mid-morning? Yeah, and since you guys did not take a rest, other than getting a little food, I mean, it's probably some around noon. We've still got the day ahead of us, and it seems like there's at least some structures on this island that we can use as refuge. What's the sort of like temperatures out here in, in the seas at night? So you are getting closer to warmer weather. It is still midwinter, so evening. We wouldn't want to get, get caught out without someplace, you know, uh, uh, safe from the me, illness. Give me common knowledge. Give me common knowledge check. I'd say six. Yeah. So it is. Weather in this area is certainly more tropical, even in the wintertime. So it does get chilly, but it doesn't get cold weather chilly. Um, so it's definitely very, it, it is not a, a harsh winter survival night. We should uh, try and make our way through this jungle today. It might be slow going. We could also go back down to the boat and just skirt around it. it looks like that field is accessible, perhaps. Yeah, that whole beach line is definitely... And you can see that path. Clear my screen. It might be quicker to go around and take the path through the jungle if it leads that way. Yeah, so from what you've seen, this whole coast... This whole part of the beach is clearly very easily... You can very easily beach your ship in. It's probably one of the only spots in the island. Beach in your... Even your rowboat anywhere along here is not uh, is a challenging thing to even discover where you can beach up. 
The only thing is we'll be more visible if we come up from the south. Right now, if there's anybody on the south side of the island or the other side of that ridge who's here and hasn't seen us and means to do us harm, they don't know we're here. But if we come up from that beach, it'll be, uh... That's my thought. So, it's a risk, but it will get us inland faster. Time's the important thing here. I agree with that. If we meet with hostiles, I'm ready to light them up. Besides, it'd be good to get uh, a full skirting of the outsides of this this fist, this arete that we're on. Let's sail inland, then. So you're going to head back down to the boat and uh, sail around to the beach? Sounds like that's the plan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, about what... Like, where on the beach area are you thinking of looking... Where are you looking to land? This is all blacked off to me. I don't know if it's because I don't have a token handy or what, but... Click on this token. Sorry, click on which token? Well, I can't even see that token. She probably doesn't have observer access to the token. Pretty sure I gave all of you access to that. Yeah. I will screenshot it for you in the meantime, Ellie. Yeah. If you click off, you may have a hard time finding it to click back on it. Yeah, so like Do you see I the Majestic see... Griffin token? What's that? Uh, Do you Majestic see the Majestic Griffin, Griffin token? token? I see your pointer happening, but uh, I don't see a token. I see my regular token. I see... Uh, yeah. Click click off your token. Does that show you anything? Uh, nope. Selected, unselected makes no difference. Okay. We'll, anyway. we'll sort that. We'll sort. That, we'll sort that out for next week. Where are you? So Russ and Torlin, you can see the map real quick. Where are you guys thinking of, of landing? Yeah, just where I was pinging. We'll start over here, and if there's some reason when we get there to skirt down further, we'll go. I can further. agree with that. Yeah, I wanted to land a little bit farther south, but there's wisdom in that decision. It's on the far side of the, the jungle. So with that, I'm Kevin playing Mr. Valeri. Well, Zoinks, gang, we have a mystery on our hand. I'm Ellie playing Captain Daniel Lazani. I'm Michael following Mrs. Lasagna around as Torlin. Miss Lasagna? <laughs> Why are you so awful to me? <laughs> And I am your Dungeon Master, Philip. Thank you for listening to uh, Savage Tales of Eberron. Hope you join us next week. Have a good night, everyone. It's a pet name for my goddaughter. She totally doesn't hate it. Uh-huh. Do we even, does Lasagna even exist in Eberron? Us, us Goladrins, we have a nice lasagna recipe. It involves roots. Very tasty I mean, roots and tubers. I, I'm pretty oh, sure I it's searing. Usually, usually people take, you know, sear as a a stand-in for, for Spain and Italy and some weird mishmash of the two. So I think lasagna is searing.